with me today. Um, I had an early eye appointment. They dilated my eyes. They're still not back down to like where they need to be. They also changed one of my contacts. So I'm gonna try to get through this the best I can. Um, we're gonna start reading from our little book. I've gotta talk to somebody, God. So I may have to put these on just for, to get through this, but that's okay. We're gonna get through this. God is going to minister to us like he does so good. So let me just open this book up. Oh, I've already read those. Okay. All right, so if you have this book, we are gonna be on page four. It's under the grouping, I've gotta to talk to somebody, God. And the title is, I Don't Feel Loved Anymore. So let's get started. Oh Lord, I don't feel loved anymore. I don't feel wanted. My children are so thoughtless. They demand so much of me and take it without appreciation. They overlook the things they could do for me, and when I ask their help, they cruelly rebel. My husband is too preoccupied with problems even to suspect this awful vacancy, I feel. I scarcely know my neighbors, and my friends are too busy with their own concerns to really care. Who would care, Lord, if I disappeared tomorrow? Who would really care? I know I am needed, and for that reason alone, I would be missed but wanted, Lord, really wanted as a person for myself. You, Lord, you alone know and love and care about me as a person. And you alone, I find my understanding and my reassurance. Help me now to draw upon the reassurance and take some of it back into all my relationships. As I seek the loving reassurance, I somehow know that other people do care deeply about me too despite their seemingly indifference. They would be shocked and hurt if they thought I doubted them. Perhaps they don't think I see and care about them as people either, but only as a responsibility or a comfort to myself. Thank you for this insight, Lord. Oh, give us all back reassurance. Let us all feel loved and wanted. Wow. <laughs> I can definitely relate. I have definitely been there before and not just once. I mean, there's different times in my life that I have felt this way and um, and quite honestly, it's probably just me making more of the situation than it really was, um, feeling sorry for myself because <laughs> I laugh, but it's not funny. It's, it's, I'm not trying to make light of it, but you know, she's having a pity party and who can't relate to that? I mean, I can relate to that. I've had pity parties for myself quite often. Um, and it's really sad that she feels this way, but she did what she should do. And she took her concerns and her cares and her feelings to the Lord. And did you notice as she was continually pleading her case to the Lord, how he started working on her? and changing her mindset and changing her way of thinking and trying to let her look at it from a different angle. And when she ended up, ended this prayer, she ended it on, let us all feel loved and wanted because she started realizing, wait a minute, if I feel this way, have I ever made anybody else feel that way? You know? Um, 
I love to see where she starts and how she just opens herself up to the Lord, pleads her case, and I love to watch and read through her prayer to see her progression of how just praying to the Lord, how he can totally begin to work on you, on me. When I say you, I'm talking about me. He can work on me. And then all of a sudden, where I started out here, so, uh, by the time he's slowly working on me, and by the time I get to the end of my prayer, if I've allowed him to, he's allowed me to see it from a different perspective. He's so good like that. Because here she started out, oh Lord, I don't feel loved anymore. I don't feel wanted. That was the first line. And then the last paragraph, she says, perhaps they don't think I see and care about them as people either, but only as a responsibility or as a comfort to myself. Thank you for the insight, Lord. Oh, give us all that reassurance. Let us all feel loved and wanted. He totally changed. The Lord totally worked on her and began to change her mindset of the whole situation. What started out as a pity party. Oh, look at me. Everything's wrong. Nobody loves me. Nobody wants me. Even when I ask my children for help, they just rebel. My husband's too preoccupied. Bah humbug. I'm going to eat a worm. Started out that way, but it ends up, oh, Lord. Please don't let me make them feel like this. Please let them know that I love them and I want them, that they matter to me. Help us all to be feel reassured and loved. I love that. I love that. I love how it started out as a woe is me and it ended up with a, Lord help me not to make them feel the way I feel. Help me to make them feel as loved and as wanted as they are. Help me to reassure them. She changed it from feeling sorry for herself to then turning around and caring for others. And I think that's a great message, you know. Do unto others as we would have them do unto us. That is, I try to remember that in my everyday life. You know, when you go to the grocery store and maybe somebody is just, you know, maybe not being so kind. Do unto them the way that you would have them do unto you. Not the way they have done unto you. That's not what it says. <laughs> do unto them as you would have them do unto you. Show them that little bit of kindness. Show them that little bit of concern. You know, give them that little bit of grace that you would like for them to show you on a day that you're not your best. You know, when you're having a bad day, extend the same grace and mercy to them that you would like extended to you. That's what I try to practice. I'm not trying to paint myself as a saint because, you know, that doesn't mean I get it right every time. But I do try my best, you know, to practice that. And that's kind of what I'm seeing her. She starts out as, but then she, the Lord begins to work on her and change her and mold her and help her see it from a different perspective. He's so good like that, y'all. If we would just take every concern and every care that we have to him, no matter how it starts out, you know, we can start out as feeling sorry for ourselves. We can start out as, but so-and-so this and so-and-so that. We can take it all to him. 
there's no use in lying to him because he already knows everything about us. He knows how we feel. He knows what we think. He knows everything. So just be honest like she was. She was totally honest with the Lord. And she was like, Lord, you alone know and love and care about me. You're the only one that loves me and cares about me. Just you, Lord. Nobody else. You are the only one that finds you are, the, uh, you are the only one in which I can find understanding and reassurance. You're the only one that understands me, Lord. You're the only one that can reassure me. I mean, she is just laying it out there. And then there comes a shift. When she says, help me now to draw upon the reassurance and take some of it back into all my relationships. Now she's starting to be, but Lord, you know, I love them and I want them to know how I love them. I don't want them to feel this way. Do y'all see that little shift there? She starts out, Lord, you, you alone know and love and care about me as a person. And you alone, I find understanding in my reassurance. Help me now to draw upon to the reassurance and take it back to my relationships. As I seek that loving reassurance, I somehow know that other people do care deeply about me too, despite their seemingly indifference. So, what could come across as they really don't care, they could just, for instance, your husband could just have a lot on his mind. He could have had a, you know, a job that's due or a problem come up in a job that he's trying to figure out how to work it out in his mind. And it has nothing to do with he don't love you or care about you. Your children may have had an argument with a friend. Uh, they may have had a fight with their boyfriend or girlfriend. They may have, you know, answered a question on a test that they realized that was not the right answer. How she, you know, th there's a lot of things that could be going on in people's minds that just because they're not giving you the reaction that you want to reassure you, that does not mean they don't love and care about you. I've had to learn that. And I think our family would be shocked and hurt if they thought that we doubted their love for us. I love seeing her humanity. I love seeing her real life. Woe is me. Help me, Lord. You're the only one that cares. And then to see that shift and that change. I just love that. And that just, honest to God, this sounds just like me. This sounds like something I would say and do. In fact, I'm sure I've done it. I'm sure I've thought these thoughts. I know I have. I'm sure I've even said things before. And through much growing and learning, I have to sit back and reevaluate things because just because somebody does not handle a situation the way that you would necessarily handle it, meaning just because they don't show you the attention or love or appreciation the way you would show somebody or show them, that does not mean they don't feel that about you. And I learned that through therapy <laughs> and through counseling about love languages. And if you don't know about love languages, I suggest that would be something really good to look into and read about different people's love languages. And then once you can understand their love language, then you're able to speak their love language to them. Like for instance, James's love language is cooking and feeding his family and making sure his family has food. That's how he shows us that he loves us. So, in order for me to show him in his love language, I love to make sure that I 
cook things that he loves, make things that he enjoys, you know, if it's a weekend and he wants a breakfast, what do you want? And I cook him whatever he wants for breakfast because then I'm speaking his love language because I've learned what his love language is. Does that make sense? And so just because somebody's not speaking your love language does not mean that you're not loved. We just have to learn what each other's love language is and just kind of go from there. <laughs> that little bit of this information it's just free. We learned it in therapy when we went to marriage counseling when we first got married because we wanted to learn how to communicate effectively to uh, be able to understand each other because we were, we were blending two families and we did not want that to create issues and problems. So we went into marriage counseling just for a couple months. I think it was about six or seven months. And we got to learn so we got to learn how to communicate effectively. We got to learn each other's love languages. And so, you know, I think it's so important that we learn each other's love languages to be able to know how to respond to that person and show them that we really do care about them. So I love y'all. I hope y'all enjoyed this. I hope my eyes are not too distracting with my dilated pupils. I'm trying to get used to this new contact and Everything thing's still kind of, it's a lot better, but it's still a little blurry. So I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> I love y'all and I will see you in the next one. Bye y'all.